2: Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Angry Angry Neighborhood Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. And this is a mini episode. Welcome. This is where we tell you
1: stuff that we find is interesting that's in the news. Yes, in hopefully 30 minutes or less. 30
2: minutes or less. We've been pretty good about it lately. then killer at kind it. Kind of on top of it. Yeah. Um, well this time I've got three and all three have to deal with sentencing. <laughs> all three of mine. I two of mine have to do yeah. with sentencing. We probably I'll have, have the same two stuff. of the
1: same, but I do have a very positive one. That's oh, that'll be for all the All right. You'll go very last. Yeah, time. it was something that a listener had sent us. Oh, fantastic. Oh good. Wonderful. So so are we gonna just start right off with
2: Michael Cohen? Oh, well, keeping with our theme of starting with the worst thing, oh, I was yeah. going to start with Cyntoia Brown. Okay, then let me scroll. Okay. So, if you are unaware of who Centoya Brown is, she was 16 years old whenever she was arrested for and jailed for killing a... 43-year-old man. I thought he was... Oh, 43. Okay, I thought he was 46. He I think was, you're right.
1: It said 43. His name was Johnny Allen. He picked her up at a Sonic... For sex for prostitution. Sixteen. Keep in mind she's sixteen. She was
2: sixteen years old. So she was also a victim of sex trafficking. Yes.
1: So she I I wanna mention so yes, so she was sentenced to life in prison. She was prison. She was tried as an adult and now there's gonna be more hearings and stuff for that, and there have been, but what I found is interesting, I was just kind of going more into her history today. And I guess her mother drank really heavily through her pregnancy as she was born with fetal alcohol spectrum disorder, which can result in poor impulse control and disconnect between thought and action. At eight months old, she was in the foster system and became a runaway by her early teens where she experienced numerous rapes and assaults. By 2004, which was the year that she was arrested, she began living with a 24-year-old man named Cutthroat in a series of hotels where he then began to, like, pimp her out. Right.
2: I mean, essentially, she was sex trafficked. She was forced to work as a sex worker against her will. Exactly.
1: And he, she said that Cutthroat explained to me that some people were born whores and that I was one. I was a slut and nobody'd want me but him. And the best thing I could do was just learn to be a good whore.
2: Yeah, um, it's, it's really, really terrifying and sad. And, um, I know that the prosecution was just like, shame on the prosecution. Yeah. You've got a 16 year old girl suffering major trauma who killed the person that was Essentially assaulting her, yeah. Um, and she said that she thought that he was going for a gun, and that's yeah. when she reached for the gun that she kept in her purse. The prosecution tried to say that she went over with the intent of robbing him, and therefore, like they, she's some Eileen Warnos or something, right? And they they charged her with first degree murder because they said that she went over with every intention on killing him, and and which they is did
1: such a weird. Was she sentenced with first degree murder? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought because it was a life sentence. And the the thing that's going on right now is because in 2012, according to the Eighth Amendment for like cruel and unusual punishment, a child should not be or a minor should not be convicted with a life sentence. She was tried as an adult. They can be convicted
2: of a life sentence, just not. Just not with no possibility of parole. Okay. So she has been convicted of a life sentence, and then just recently, the new news is that she must serve 51 years.
1: Right, but what they're trying to do, what I also read, is that she may potentially have parole after 25 years. Because right now, if she serves all 51 years, she wouldn't get out until 2057. Well,
2: and she is 30 now. Yeah. So she's already that's been crazy. In, she's already been in prison for fourteen years. Yeah. Waiting, awaiting her sentencing. Yeah, which is also insane.
1: Yeah. Um. And in that time, she graduated high school. She has she an associate's degree. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's great. Like she is doing. They're saying that she is very reformed. She probably this is her. Even though it's prison, is probably her first sense of like safety and normalcy. I mean, I shouldn't say normalcy because that's not normal. But like routine and not. Pure terror all the time. Right, Hopefully right. not.
2: Yeah, and I know that recently the governor of Tennessee was interrupted at one of his rallies, or it wasn't a rally. Oh, gosh. Yeah, not, everyone <laughs> is, not everyone is Trump. Not everyone is Trump. He was interrupted uh, at an event by a Black Lives Matter spokesperson member, Black Lives Matter member, who Was like this is my question to you, and like listed out a bunch of of facts about Santoya Brown, and said, "When will you be granting her clemency? Mm -hmm. Because that is really what needs to happen right now. It is a massive miscarriage of justice that this poor girl was just handed such a shitty hand. Yeah, you know what I mean? And this person who was, was. bare minimum, listen, if you want to work as a sex worker and that's your choice... Of course. Then I'm I'm a full advocate of, of that. But yes. if you are 16... And you are trafficked into... Right. D- you're working against your will. And you're scared. Right. Like, this girl was scared. And this 43-year-old man was taking advantage of this poor 16-year-old girl. Yes. And I'm not saying that... He needed to pay for that with his life. Not at all. I mean, killing is wrong. Of of course, but if you're afraid, in her mind, she was defending herself. And bare minimum, bare minimum, even if you want to say, like, she acted brashly or impulsively or whatever, she was a child of massive trauma. Yeah. Massive trauma. And a lot of distrust, a lot of fear, and if she
1: felt that she was unsafe, I can see you know, somebody making that reaction. And the thing, and the reason that I mentioned her fetal alcohol syndrome is because they do say that there are certain things like they, her mom said that she would drink at least a fifth a day. So it's like, there are things that happen when you're born, when your mother has been drinking alcohol or using drugs, you know, like there are things that long term effects of that. yeah, Yeah. Beyond her control. So her lawyer is the bomb. His name is Charles Bone, I believe. Yeah, Charles Bone brought a, pe- a petition to clemency to the Tennessee editorial board a few months ago, and he had seen the documentary that was done on her and decided to take on her case
2: for free, like which I think bono. is really yeah. amazing.
1: So shout out to lawyer Mr. Charles Bone
2: yeah. for being a badass. Yeah. Um, I mean, apparently in Tennessee... I think that we just need prison reform and uh, justice system reform across the board in this country. Apparently, in Tennessee, there's like at least 183 people serving life without parole for crimes committed as a child, Mm. which is bananas, insane. Yeah, like your mind is still developing, and no matter how much we can say, like people, you know, minors who have done really awful, horrible things and be like, oh, just throw them away. But regardless of that, I mean, you cannot say that, even if it's something really, really egregious and awful, because... Literally, their minds are not formed yet. Yeah, you have to
1: give them a chance to grow. I mean, I think it's good with certain cases to keep an eye. I mean, of course. And to make sure they're getting the help that they need. Like, think about, like, Mary Bell and things like that, where it's like, yes, this child is deeply disturbed and needs help and should be monitored. but Mary
2: Bell is actually a really good example of somebody who was completely reformed. (laughs) Exactly. You know, and never hurt anyone else ever again. Yep. Um, So, it's kind of an interesting... you know, thing, and it's it's really really sad. It's a really yeah. saddening thing. I really really hope that um, he's serious because whenever the, the statement by the governor of Tennessee, whenever he was saying that he would consider clemency, yeah, it felt very Apollo. much to me. Well, it's yeah, it kind of felt like he felt like he was backed into a corner. Yeah, he was having to talk in front of all these people and cameras, yeah. and you know, well,
1: hopefully now that it's br- been brought up, though, like maybe.
2: People he might feel keep pressure. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. He might feel the pressure, but right. it's it's really sad, and we're rooting for you, Santoya. Yeah,
1: I mean, I love that she's had a lot of celebrity support because it really does help. It really does I help. Mean, and it's Rihanna, sad that it Kim takes Kardashian. That. I mean, they yeah. really have had a lot of. I mean, I've been seeing a lot of people lately, a lot of celebrities and people in support of her. Which, well,
2: it's yeah, it's, it is weird, but like it, it's, it's necessary. It's sad that it takes that, but if that's what it takes, that's fine with me. Exactly. But it's. I, I think the reason why it pulls on people is because it's. So, it's such an egregious miscarriage of justice. Yeah, it is. um, You know, that people just cannot let it go by unchecked. Thank God. Yeah. You know? Exactly.
1: Exactly. Should we get to Michael Cohen? Yes. Let's talk about Michael Cohen. This motherfucker. So, he was sentenced to three years today Mm -hmm. after pleading guilty to tax fraud, campaign finance crimes, and lying to Congress. Um, some of these crimes were done on Donald Trump's behalf and others were directed by Trump himself. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing that I want to start out with that pisses me off and then we'll continue. But what bothers me is when somebody is is sentenced to a crime or, is, or has said, yes, I've done these things, but then like backpedals and are like, but this person made me do it. This person forced me into doing this. And I feel like he's very much being like, Donald Trump was the mastermind, which he very well could have been, but it's like, Accept your part in the whole thing and say, like... At the end of the day, you're the person that chose to do those right. things. Right. I mean, and, you know,
2: not to uh, Michael Cohen's a piece of shit, and like yeah. not to defend Michael Cohen, but I do believe that he has done that to some extent. Um, I think that's why he was given three years. They made yeah. they made some statement. He could have had up to five, and so they made some statement about how they wanted to make sure he paid for his crime. Yeah. But they also wanted to reward him for telling the truth. Yeah. Um, and coming out like with all honesty and really playing ball with them. Yeah. So that's why he was sentenced to three years instead of five years. But I
1: mean, like, he calls his years working for Trump a as living in a personal and mental incarceration. He okay. said the irony of today is that he's getting his freedom back. I think that that's... I, L- I do
2: that's think that what that's I'm a saying. drama queen right? move. Right, it's just a little much to you me. You enjoyed he's like, the feeling of feeling like you were like, a mob boss sort of exactly. situation. You felt like you were untouchable. Yeah. You essentially said as much that yeah. you felt like you were untouchable. Yeah. You said that you you know would sell your house for Donald Trump. Yeah. You were blindly loyal And then he to
1: goes... Him. Time and time again, I thought it was my duty to clean up his dirty deeds.
2: Which, I get it, but, like, it's just, I don't know. I mean, I get it, but I'm also like, yes, that was a choice that you made. Yeah. Nobody made you do that. Exactly. And I have a really, I understand that Donald Trump is very powerful, but he's not particularly charming. No. So... I, I don't know. I kind of have a hard time believing that he held this kind of, like, it's serial killer-esque sway right? over you. Exactly. You, and, you know? and Cohen also says, it was his own
1: weakness and blind loyals- loyalty to this man that led me to choose a path of darkness over
2: light. But you know what? On the same side of that, I guess I can also say, we've talked many times, because I said serial killer and I actually meant cult leader. Yeah. We've talked many times, though, about how this, um, these Trump supporters are, It is. it is like a cult. It is. So he has to have some kind of... <clears throat> something some kind of magnetism for these people and maybe maybe he did have that for Cohen but at the end of the day listen you are a grown man yeah who made these decisions yeah and you made these decisions that you knew were wrong yeah because you thought you could get away with it exactly and you did for a really long time exactly and as soon as Trump turned his back on you and you realized oh he's he threw you under the bus and you were like oh he's not gonna come save me yeah that's when... So culty. Yeah, all of a sudden, then the spell is broken and you're like, I can talk shit on Trump now. Yeah. Um, But it is a really good thing that this happened because... Of course, with the Mueller investigation and other criminal investigations happening around the Trump campaign uh, and that presidency, where is Trump's investigation? Like, uh, well, I mean, I mean, it's coming. I know. It's like, and this plays into that. You know, this plays into yeah. that. Like, it, it's part of the Mueller investigation to, right. you know, examine campaign finances. Yeah. So, we—it's a very big deal that he was convicted and sentenced at all. Yeah. And will be serving it's any true. jail time. It's very, very bad for Trump. Yeah. Very bad for it Trump. It is, as uh, you can tell, Trump is getting very nervous because yeah. he won't stop. I mean, he's never stopped texting, but his texts are becoming. You mean tweets? Or sorry, tweeting. Oh, is he, he texting got, you? We did all get that one like <laughs> text, but um, yeah, he's been tweeting. <laughs> did you see that one tweet where he was like? They can't find the smocking gun because there is no smocking gun. He, <laughs> he, smelled, he spelled smoking wrong. Smocking? Like five times in one text. Boy. In all caps. Boy. Oh Boy. my God. Anyway. Um,
1: so Cohen was also given a $50,000 fine for lying to Congress in order to pay $1.39 million in restitution for tax violation. Cohen informed the court also that he had helped arrange the payment for former Playboy model Karen McDougal's story and had made the $130,000 hush payment to Stormy Daniels
2: in coordination with at the direction of Trump. Yep, there you go. I mean, it's it's very good that Michael Cohen has kind of come out on the good side of the, um, you know, prosecutors, FBI, etc., because that means that they do value his testimony as truthful. Yes. Which means that Trump is lying, as we've always known. Exactly. But it does strengthen that. Um, Exactly. I'm sure he is very nervous right now. Yeah, very. So I do have something that is happy-ish. I mean, as happy as anything that can come out of this situation, James Alex Fields Jr., who was the Nazi piece of shit who mowed down people with his car in Charlottesville, has been sentenced, or or he hasn't been sentenced yet, but the jury who was doing his sentencing, they could give a recommendation for what they think. Yeah. And the jury recommends life in prison plus 419 years. Yes. So... Um, Just in case he's a vampire. They did, they, <laughs> they deliberated for about four hours, which is nothing in terms yeah. of deliberations. And the jury reached a sentencing recommendation of life in prison, and then 70 years apiece for the five malicious wounding charges, 20 for each of the three malicious wounding charges, and then nine years on one charge of leaving the scene of an accident. They also recommended $480,000 in fines. Wow. So, the judge uh, has accepted their recommendation, <clears throat> yeah. but, so I don't know exactly how this works. The judge right. has accepted their recommendation, but will not formally sentence him until later. Okay. So, I don't know if... I don't know why that is. I don't know why he'd be like, yes, gonna do that, but I'll sentence him at another time. Yeah. Um, I don't know how that stuff works. So, yeah, I don't know either. I don't know if he's taking other things into consideration right before the sentencing, but... Uh fuck this guy. So yeah, for real. <laughs> so I'm really happy again yeah. that I feel like so often we don't see justice yes. done. A- mean, as we were saying with Santoya. Yeah, exactly. So it's nice to feel like there's some justice in this yeah. case. Yeah. And but, and
1: with Michael Cohen a little bit too. Yeah. It's nice yeah. to see. So My friend Joyce sent me this lovely, sent us this lovely video. Did you watch the Barbie video? Oh, no, I haven't seen it. Okay, it's, you guys, it's great. So, Barbie has a vlog. (laughs) It's on YouTube. Barbie does her vlog thing. But this one is awesome. It is titled, Feeling Blue, You're Not Alone. And so, Barbie starts off her vlog and she's like, Hey guys, I woke up this morning feeling kind of down And she starts to, like, describe ways that help her when she starts feeling this way. She encourages journaling, exercise, and most importantly, she encourages talking about it with somebody. And she also says, positive attitude changes everything. (laughs) She also talks about laughing meditation, which is a form of Buddhist meditation where you put your hands on your stomach and, like, do a big belly laugh Mm -hmm. to kind of, like, make yourself feel better. I learned something when I was in treatment called the half smile where if you like just make your mouth go into the shape of a smile it's still sending that message to your brain of like happiness Happiness. and it kind of just makes you feel a little bit better. So I thought that was kind of cute. And then, so you're like, okay, so she's like, you're feeling sad. Here's ways to make yourself feel better, whatever. And then she gets kind of choked up and she starts to talk about feeling sad or feeling guilty for feeling sad because she goes, everyone expects me to be happy all the time. Everyone expects me to be cheery and, you know, positive and, you know, exuberate all of these things. And she says that she started to stop expecting herself to fit into a mold of how she thinks she's supposed to be an act. And she says, you can't have spring without winter. And I think winter is beautiful, too. Oh,
2: the marketing team for Barbie is crushing it, dude. Like, yeah, I don't know. they They had some new some young blood in there or yeah. something because they're doing an incredible job. I mean, um, I just thought that was cool because... At first, I was like, this is really great, but it's
1: also kind of like, you're sad, here's ways to make yourself feel better, but also talked about just sitting in your sadness, you know, finding ways to get out of it, but that it's okay to not be okay all the time. Yeah. And I just thought that was really cool and woke and wonderful of Barbie. Yeah, it's
2: really, really cool. I, I was a little hesitant at first because... I think there is this tendency, um, I mean, anybody who suffers from any kind of depression or has ever been vocal about their depression can tell you that there's always going to be people who are like, work out and you'll feel better. Or like, and you can just make yourself feel better and that's not how depression works. Exactly. But I do think it's a really positive message to send to children. Um, I think it's a good message for self-care in general. Because I think she also kind of
1: goes into the difference between having a down day, having a sad day, and also that feeling of, like, of depression without really coming out and saying it and just being, like, sometimes you can't control the way that you feel. Right. You know, still talk to people, still do those things to try to make yourself feel better, which I thought the fact that she mentioned so emphatically to talk to somebody about it, I think,
2: is so important. Well, I mean, and and also just acknowledging that it's also really okay if you are depressed. It can be really easy to be, like, you feel, like, a burden to other people or you feel a shame you know, about being depressed. And so it is a really positive message to send that. It's okay. If, if yeah. you don't feel good, it's
1: okay to just sit at home and be sad. Yeah, and she <laughs> like. says to, like, just know that somebody out, like, you know, everyone out there has felt some bit of what you're feeling right yeah. now, and you're not alone. Yeah. I just thought it was such a cool thing, and um, thank you, Joyce, for sending that to me because I thought that was so awesome. Yeah,
2: that's super cool. We yeah. should do an entire episode on Barbie because totally. I think that... The direction that they're taking Barbie now is really cool. Yeah. And because she's such a cultural icon and little girls are not going to stop playing with her, I'm very glad that they've decided to take it in this more, like, woke direction. Yeah. Um, But I also think that there's arguments to be made about whether or not Barbie is feminist. <laughs> of course. You know, because for so long she did such she as a you know <laughs> yeah. barbie as the I, the culture icon that yeah. we know her as the pop culture icon did so much did damage did damage yeah but at the same time she a, a lot of people will argue that that was the first time that they ever saw a female figure mm-hmm. as a doctor or as a astronaut or right. as you know so. I think it's I think it's both yeah it's both she's a problematic babe it's what awesome. can i say yeah i think i think it's it's a good episode topic for the future
1: yeah so i want to share one Kind of two quick messages from a new listener. Her Instagram handle is Captain Layla. And so we posted this picture of, like, who's your feminist birthstone? And, like, all the different pictures uh-huh. of different women for whatever month that you were born. <clears throat> and she comments. She goes, yes, my birthstone is Malala Yousafzai." Sai. Fun fact, my auntie was working as a chaplain at a hospital in Birmingham where Malala went and helped her during her stay. She is such an inspiration, especially to British Pakistani Muslim like myself. So I commented back and I was like, that's amazing that your aunt like worked with her. And she's like, yeah, she's met a lot of like kind of famous people. And I was like, I want to hear everything. (laughs) So tell (laughs) me everything. So she sends us a message and she said, Well, first of all, she says, I was just listening to your podcast, and it's really interesting. Thanks, girl. Um, (laughs) Anyway, another person my aunt met was Malcolm X. It was 1964, and he was touring, so we came to Sheffield in England, where my grandparents lived. The family they shared the house with went to university, where Malcolm gave a talk and invited him back home with him. My aunt was about five years old at the time, and Malcolm called her over, and she sat on his lap. Oh, my gosh. Then she slipped away because she got shy. I would be. I would love for you to share this on the podcast. If you'd like, I'll definitely be listening to more of them. Yay! So I was like, that's amazing. Like she also met the Queen of England when she was she goes, also she was met by the Queen of England when she was the new Queen Elizabeth oh, when the new Queen Elizabeth hospital opened as she worked as a chaplain there. God, that's crazy. You're what right? a life. I want her
2: aunt to write a memoir.
1: I know. So I was like, tell me all the stories, please. <laughs> so thank you so much for sending that in. Uh we for real want to hear everything. Yeah, so. absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. And we just hadn't really shared any like listener mail or anything in a while. So I really I wanted to Yeah, no, I'm so glad you share did. that and make a point that we want you guys to keep sending us your stuff and we want to hear all of your stories and wonderful things that we can share here. We really don't have any restrictions on what we could share.
2: No. Yeah, I mean we'll take all of of it. Yeah. We've gotten some other interesting, some interesting mail. I Maybe we can do like a mini episode that's just like mail because sometimes we get like, Mail longer. Time. Yeah. Lose clues. Sometimes we get, like, longer yeah. messages, but I think they're, they're important to share. Like, I know we got um, a couple around, like, ableism and verbiage and stuff like yeah, that, so definitely um, we'll definitely try and make That's time. That's a good idea. Maybe we'll do that, like, closer to the holidays. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Um, and
1: then um, also, we are going to start doing, on Fridays, Feminist Pet Fridays on Instagram. So send us pictures of your pets give us their names. I know for me, like, I posted a picture of Dorothy, and it's like, people tell me I'm pretty all the time, but I also, you know, what did I say? Well, I mean, the thing with Dorothy is she never pees in the house. She never goes potty <laughs> yeah. in the house. So it's like, I may be pretty, but I also don't pee in the house. and yeah, then, I'm also
2: smart. And... Yeah,
1: um, yeah, and then with Keegan's cat, Matilda, which we're going to be posting the same day as we post this episode... She, don't pet her without your consent. You know, it's things that, yeah, that yeah, are yeah. applicable to the animal. So if you want to tell us a little bit about your pet. That's cool, too. We'll make a cool little picture out of it and post it for Feminist Pet Friday. I think that could be kind of a fun new yeah, thing for all absolutely. of us Yeah, absolutely. I
2: love it. I love it. Um, so, also, we've been getting some more Ask Me Anything questions on yeah. Instagram, particularly. So, if you would like to send us a question, it can be anything. Please we've do. We've gotten questions around podcasting. We've gotten feminism questions. We've gotten what's your favorite color type questions. We've gotten questions, like, about our friendship. Yeah, which is all... All acceptable and yeah. awesome and we love it. I've actually loved seeing the questions come in and I kind know, of, like thinking about I have about a answers. whole I
1: have a whole notes on my phone, yeah. like with all the questions and like my rough answers yeah, and things I like love that. It. I'm so excited to do that episode. Yeah, so
2: we're gonna do that at the end of January. Yes. So, need you need to have your questions in by January 14th. Yes. So definitely you can email those to us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com along with anything else. If you have Sister Doss Solidarity stories or coming out stories or whatever, you can email us there. Or you can follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram is really fun. We post every single day. Yep. So you can follow us there at Angry Neighborhood Feminist. You can follow us on Twitter.
0: <laughs> and I'm
2: very ashamed if I'm, you dare. I'm not on more. But um, you can follow us on Twitter at Yamp Podcast. Y-A-N-F, Y-A-N-F Podcast. And you can also get us on Facebook. We have the Facebook group. And our business page. We got some reviews on Facebook. Oh, yeah? I didn't... Yes, I didn't we've, got like,
1: we've got like three or four
2: reviews oh, on we, Facebook. I knew we had a couple, but I don't know I if we never, have any new I've ones. never... I never... I don't know,
1: go on it very often, but I was like going through it today, and like when I do go on it, I never notice the reviews. And so I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. We've got like some really great ones that we could use for Reviews Day if you oh, haven't amazing. Yeah, no, I, so, I haven't. That's yeah, great. So yeah, we've gotten some really good ones, and um, with that, please keep... Um, reviewing and subscribing on iTunes. That really helps us a lot.
2: I just posted one that was from a listener from England. So we have a couple Uh (laughs) of those today. But I posted one for Reviews Day Tuesday that was a listener from England. So I just want to say, if you are from outside of the U.S. and you leave us a review, if you're like, they're not posting my Reviews Day Tuesday, it's because we do not see on our Apple Podcasts, Reviews that are not from the US. Like, it just doesn't come. No, it just doesn't. Like, that's how Apple Podcasts work. That's dumb. But I subscribe to a service that will (gasps) email me once a month. All of the reviews we got that month. So if you're like, "Why hasn't mine shown up?" It's yeah. It's probably because we only get those once a month. Yeah. So I haven't seen it yet. Got it. Essentially, okay. cool. Um. So definitely keep reviewing. Even yeah. if you're from outside of the U.S., we love to see your reviews. Thank you. We love it so much.
1: Um. Love a good ego boost first thing in the morning. I need it <laughs> with my cup of coffee. So, you guys, thank you so much for another mini episode. Thanks for listening. And with that, we encourage you to to rage on. Bye.
0: Bye. Hey, Jenny, have you um, ever heard of a vampire slayer? Do
2: you mean the one girl in all the world with the strength and skill to fight the vampire's demons and forces of darkness? I do. Oh, yeah, I've heard of her. Cool. My name is Jenny Owen-Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And together, we spent six years watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one at a time, podcasting about each and every one.
0: Never seen Buffy before? We will protect you. Our podcast is spoiler-free, so first-time viewers can listen along safely. Ever thought to yourself, I wish someone was brave enough to
2: write an original song for every single episode of Buffy? (laughs) Your search is at an
0: end, my friend, because we did exactly that. So if you've never watched Buffy or if you're about to watch the series for the 14th time, come over and join us. Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at bufferingcast.com.
1: Listen wherever you get your podcasts.